when you hit anger and depression, or depression, it's you're wrestling with this anger that you have toward God. And I grew up, I was talking about, yeah, I grew up in a church of God in Christ where you used, used to get up and testify. And there were some people who, in their, they were still really angry with God. And they were trying to testify of the goodness of God, but you're angry at the same time. Anybody ever been in that conflict? Didn't feel like they had yeah. the permission to be. Well, you I don't have the permission. In the Church of God in Christ, you could not be angry with God. Yeah. You could yeah. not. You could not express. That would be disrespectful. Yeah. That would bring on. Well, in in that setting, that would bring on the wrath of God. Yeah. So anybody have ever felt stuck like that? Like, uh, okay, I know I'm mad at God. I don't understand why I let this happen. But I'm still supposed to praise him at the same time mm -hmm. and give him thanks. Yeah. Anybody ever been stuck? Mm -hmm. Yes. Stuck. I'm like, I'm caught in between. What am yes. I supposed to do? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How do I get this out? That I'm angry at the one who I feel like you could have stopped this yeah. if you wanted to. Amen. A couple of years after my brother passed away, his younger, his daughter, she was eight when he died. So at 10 years old, mm -hmm. she came and asked, she said, Uncle Chris, why did God let my daddy die? Mm -hmm. See, these are not the questions that young people wait until they're 16 and 17 to ask. Mm -hmm. They're asking that now. Mm -hmm. Why did this happen? And she even had scripture. She said, because you guys said what daddy taught me. Daddy, daddy taught me that whatever you ask in Jesus' name, oh, you will have what you ask mm -hmm. if you believe. Yeah. And so I asked God to let my daddy live, and he died anyway. Wow. Isn't that the questions we all have, y'all? Yes. Yeah. And it is the reason why, even to this day, when we gather like this and we hear these kind of songs, sometimes we're still wrestling internally. I want to believe God with my whole heart, but God, I still got these different questions that I got for you because of these things that have happened in my life, and this hasn't been answered. Amen. So this isn't making any sense. And even though time has gone past, and it's been 20 years since my brother died, or it's been 10 years since uh, we lost our home, or it may have been five years, because I've been through that, been through foreclosure, uh, losing house, been through car repossession, anybody, and my name is some things that folks been through, been through yeah. a divorce, yeah. Amen. Amen. and I don't understand why this happened. Yes. And so I'm told when I come to church to, throw up my hands and mm -hmm. to give you praise, mm -hmm. but God, I'm still angry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or I'm yeah. in depression. Mm -hmm. I'm still very sad. I'm very upset about it. Yes. And, and here's the worst part. There still hasn't come an answer. Mm -hmm. and, when, and the kinds of answers that we get are, well, we'll all understand it better by and by in that great getting up morning. When, when Jesus comes, then we'll get I'm like, how am I supposed to live? How am I supposed to encourage somebody else in this walk? How am I supposed to trust God myself? Myself. Because I still got to live life. 
I remember getting so angry with God, I got to the point, I was like, look, you'll let anything happen. <laughs> he said it. Yeah. I just said what most people be thinking anyway, right? Yeah. No, you let anything happen. There was going to be a, a missions trip. Mm -hmm. like we went to Africa. And I was going to go with some other people, and I didn't want my wife to go. And my reason was because of the unresolved question. We went on this mission trip about three years after my brother passed away. And so I said, God, you let anything happen. So I don't want her going. We got three little children. Something happens to me, they still have their mother in the United States. If we both go and both something happens to both of us, our kids ain't got no parents. And because I didn't believe that God would keep us both safe because my brother had just died three years before. And so my phrase to sum it all up was, God, you let anything happen. And I don't want to be no testimony. You know, you know something bad happens and you come up and tell all the saints of God. How God brought you through and you got a testimony. I said, I don't want to be no testimony. I don't want to be no testimony about somebody who came through this horrible thing. Am I walking all up in it today? I don't want to be no testimony. And so here's how the Lord helped me. I go all the way back to answering my uh, niece's question. I said, uh, yes, it is true that when you pray and if you believe that you have received what you've asked for, you will have it. So that's a promise that we have from God. Said, but let me tell you about your daddy. And I had to tell her the truth. Mm -hmm. That her dad would have been living on the down low. He was living uh, uh, by life, mm -hmm. gay and straight life mm -hmm. on the down low. Mm -hmm. Contracted HIV and AIDS. I said, mm -hmm. So, when here's also what the word of the Lord says if you sow to the flesh, you will of the flesh yes. reap corruption. Yes. So God doesn't play this game where your prayer trumps his word. Amen. We all prayed and asked God, let him live. Let him live. But the word says, if you sow to the flesh. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Amen. Exactly. Then you will of the flesh, which he did. Reap corruption. So, no, so I told her, I said, so the only thing that you can do in a situation where somebody has violated the word of God and it is and now they're paying the price for their disobedience, the only thing we can do is ask God for mercy. We can't command in Jesus' name that this don't happen because they violated his word. The only thing we can do is ask for mercy. Yes. And if God
grants them mercy. Thank you. Yes. And yes. if God calls them on home anyway, thank, thank you. Because here's what happened with my brother. After he contracted HIV and AIDS, he came back to the Lord, reestablished his relationship with the Lord, forgave all the people that he was angry with and hurt with and hurt by. And when he left his world, he was ready to meet God. Thank you. He said, well, why didn't God give him the rest of his life? There. Because this wasn't just some anybody. My brother was just like me and Carol. Been in ministry. He'd been in ministry 20 years. Traveled all over the country, preaching, teaching. He had a healing and deliverance ministry. Casting out demons. Wow. Mm. Folks getting healed under his ministry. Mm. Powerful man of God. So when somebody at that level mm -hmm. falls, the consequences are different from somebody who maybe just the average person mm -hmm. kind of just getting started in the things of God. Those are the kind of questions we all have too. Mm -hmm. It's like, why did this person live but this person died? Because mm -hmm. yeah. we don't know all of the circumstances right. and the situations surrounding, surrounding that life, that life yeah. and that person. I hope this is answering some questions for you today. And then here's the other factor that's always there. The Bible says that the Satan who comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. There's been a lot of destruction that has happened in our lives and we blamed God. But there is a real devil. Anybody know He comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And anybody that is not covered by the Lord. Mm -hmm. As the word of the Lord says, for us who are believers, he has given his angels charge over yes. us to keep us in all of our yes. ways. So when yes. we hear on the news, we hear different people who have been gunned down and, mm -hmm. and uh, they've lost mm -hmm. their lives accidents. and accidents and mm -hmm. incidents and stuff. And stuff. <laughs> and now here's the next place you go. Were they covered? Was they one of his? Was they? Did they have the angels of the Lord to keep them in all of their ways? There are people who know about God, even have religion. They know about God, but they don't have a relationship with God. They speak very deep and spiritual things. They're doing great things in the community, but it doesn't mean that they are covered. Say covered. Covered. That's the difference. A lot of good, well-meaning people have lost their lives in the history, in just African-American history alone. People who were trying to do the best they could for our community. But we have a real devil who, when he sees different ones come up and they're trying to help, and they're trying to do better, and they're trying to make improvements, but if they don't have the covering, the enemy will take advantage of them and comes right after their lives. Why is this important? Because everything that we're sharing today is the, going back to this song. Says, "Lord, be my peace, be my strength. You're my God. I have to have you." Just think about again what we've all been going through these last three months. 
when you had nowhere else to turn. Going back to those words, it comes right out of Psalm 61. When my heart is overwhelmed, he said, lead me to the rock. The reason why that was important, that the psalmist would put it in that way, because a rock is a stable thing, immovable. You know, um, I'm not originally from this area. I remember when we first moved here and I saw that ridge of mountains that sits in the north. You guys that have been born and raised here, you've seen it all your life. But well, somebody like me, that I come from a flat part of the United States, we don't see mountains. So when you come to a part of the world where you see mountains there, and it's always there, every day. Ever since you were born, you've been looking at the every day. You don't even think about it. You don't see it anymore because it's just there. Well, the psalmist is saying that's how God is. When you see it, when you read some God, you're like a mountain. And, and uh, we run to you, the rock, that mountain. Why? Because that thing ain't moving. Amen. So the next time, in fact, when you leave today and you look at those mountains, I want you from the rest of your life think that's how God is. Always there. And now he wants to take it a step further. He don't want to just be there, but he wants to be here. Just like that mountain. So I don't think of God as being out there somewhere who's always there. But but I want him to be, I want that mountain. Here's a, I want to put this picture in your head. Mm. I want that mountain to be inside me. Amen. 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 Come on, just think, close your eyes and think about that. I want that mountain inside me. I want almighty God of the universe inside me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And so if that's what you want, then all you here's what he says. All you do is ask. You just say, Lord Jesus, come, Lord into, Jesus. come into my life. Come into my life. Come into my heart. I turn away from all of my efforts to live a perfect life. To live a sinless life. I just open up. I just open up and invite you. And invite you to come in me. To come in me. To live in me. To live in me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for coming in. Thank you for coming in. From this day forward. From this day forward. You're my Lord. You're my Lord. You're the king. You're the king. You're the boss. You're the boss. Hallelujah. Maybe sometimes when we used to say to maybe a sibling or a friend, you ain't the boss of me. But now we're saying to God, you're the boss of me. Say, God, you're the boss. Now let's take it to an even more personal level. Say, you're my father. You're my father. Now let's take it even more personal. Say, you're my daddy. You're my daddy. You know me. You know me. You love me. You love me. You always desire. You always desire. What's best for me. What's best for me. And so I say yes. So I say yes. Yes to you. Yes to you. Yes to your will. Yes, yes, to your will. Will. yes to your way. Yes, yes to your way. Yes to your way. Amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you. That's how we're able to live our lives without any fear. Amen. Yes. He had to he had to correct me when we was getting ready to take that trip to Africa and show me because your brother died. 
even though you were able to give this wonderful answer to your niece, you still don't trust me, Chris. <laughs> Anybody ever minister to somebody else and then still know that deep inside, I'm still struggling <laughs> on that same issue? Yes. God, how could you use my mouth to encourage somebody else when in my heart, I still don't believe it yet? God is funny that way, isn't he? <laughs> That's the reason why his word says that the answers are near us, even in our mouth. Yes. We are declaring and speaking things yes. that it's the truth. Yes. It's still truth, whether right. we believe it or not. Yes. Amen. Amen. And somebody else can actually be blessed by us speaking the truth, Amen. even though I don't even believe it. Yes. Why do they get blessed? Because they believed it. Yes. I spoke it yes. and didn't believe it. Yes. They heard it and believed it. They end up blessed. Meanwhile, I'm going on another two years. I still don't trust God. Mm -hmm. So he let me have this moment. Y'all going to Africa. It was a dangerous trip. We were going to go to Liberia. Mm -hmm. Liberia was still at the still in the midst of civil war. Mm -hmm. And we were going in there mm -hmm. for a prayer conference. Mm -hmm. For the nation. For their nation. The pastors yes. and leaders had all gotten together and they said we're going to have a three days of fasting and prayer. Mm -hmm. They met in what they call football stadium, but for their little part of the world, football, we call it soccer. Okay. Big 70,000 seat mm -hmm. place. When we got there, we saw buildings bombed out, houses, I mean, government buildings, no lights at night. Mm -hmm. They didn't have any electricity. Plumbing was horrible. Mm -hmm. Just a few places here and there, hotels and few residents that actually had power and electric and everything. It was chaotic, mm -hmm. and we're in there. So that's the reason why I didn't want my wife to go, because I didn't want to be like, we're stuck in a hotel, and some some uh, rebels or certain, somebody suddenly come mm -hmm. through shooting up all of the folks, right. the tourists and everybody, because right. that's right. what's going on in various countries yeah. when you hear that in the news. Yeah. Yeah. You know, such and such, people just yeah. came in and took over the hotel, and they mm -hmm. shot all of the, yeah. all the guests. Right. So I didn't want my wife. Right. I'm like, I'll go. I don't want her to go because right. I don't want to be no testimony. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> and the Lord had to deal with me. You're not trusting me. You know the circumstances of your brother's death. This isn't the same thing. I will be with you. I will protect both of you. So I finally consented and we went. And of course, here we are. Amen. <laughs> Why am I sharing this with you? Uh, mainly because this is the direction that the Lord took this meeting. I didn't know it was going to go this direction. And which means that this is going to be a key area in each and every one of our lives, a key issue for all of us, that we are trusting God all the way and helping, letting him, let the Holy Spirit heal us in those places where we're still in grief. What do I mean by we're in grief? There's been a loss, there's been a disappointment, and we're still hurt about it. The rest of the stages of grief, after shock and anger and depression, and you come to a, a, a place they call it bargaining, where you're bargaining mm -hmm. with God. Like, well, God, I'll do this if you do that. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> and that doesn't work either. Well, God, I'll go, but you gotta, you gotta make the way first. Uh, you gotta prove to me that you're gonna be with me before I take this next step. And how many of you found out God don't do no deals? He just does it. Uh, and then you come to a place of what they call acceptance. Now, acceptance sounds good and nice, but it's really not. Most people live in this place, and what, what we mean by acceptance is you just kind of settle on the fact that this has happened. It's not going to change. All of us had to come to that reality, especially when there's been a loss of a loved one, or you lose your job, or you just go, okay, it's, it's over. Uh, a loss of a dream. Uh, something you always wanted to do and you realize it's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and so acceptance, even though it sounds like you've accepted it, it's just a word that means I've just come to the fact that I realize that this isn't going to change. Right. Mm -hmm. God's not going to magically change it. I'm not going to wake up tomorrow and that person is here. Right. I'm not going to wake up tomorrow and I still got my job. <laughs> I'm not going to wake up tomorrow and I'm still in the house that we moved out of. Uh, you just come through, okay, this is it. But, but the phrase that's used is, it is what it is. Anybody ever said that? It is what it is. Now, often with that comes all of this, what I'm talking about now, the doubt, the fear, the anger. The anger. Because it's really not resolved. I'm just okay. All right. You know, a lot of times when the people that we're working with, that's where they are. Mm -hmm. The reason why it seems like some people are always on edge, are always ready to snap out on it, because there's been some loss in their life. Mm -hmm. There's been some disappointment, mm -hmm. and it's not, it's not settled. Mm -hmm. And so they don't know what to do with this anger. Uh, anybody got folks that you, every Monday you come in to work, they're hungover. Don't raise your hand. <laughs> but every day they're always complaining. They spend all day, every day complaining, whining and complaining yes. every single day. They drive everybody at work crazy. <laughs> There's some loss in their life that's unresolved. And so what am I getting at? What are we getting at? That the Lord wants it healed in us, whatever that is. He wants it healed and settled. Why? Because he wants us to be at a place where we can help and minister to those people that we're talking about. That, that person who is whining and complaining and gets on our nerves. Are they snapping out? Are they? Here's another one. There are some who they, are, they won't do anything. They're not snapping out. They've imploded. And they won't do anything. They just go to work and they go to church, and they go shopping, and they go home, and they won't do anything else. They won't even allow themselves to dream again, to have hope again, to believe again, because they don't ever want to feel that pain again. Some of you, you, you may have felt that way, and in some ways you still may feel that way. I don't want to put myself out there and have to go through this again because I don't know if God gonna let this happen again. That's where it was. And I 
world is drastic, it's changing so much that he wants, we're trying to find this stability. And it feels like the stability is going to be if, if I can just get the job, then I'll be stable. Anybody ever said that? Oh, I have to raise your hand. If I can just get, then I'll be stable. If I could, or if I could just find that right relationship, then I'll be stable. If I could just connect with the right church, then I'll be stable. But I'm here to tell you, the stability is in God alone. Amen. It's in Him alone. I know people say that stuff all the time, but we've come to find out that it's true. We got a great relationship. Amen. 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 We got a great relationship, but the stability is not in our relationship. Because, I mean, a couple of weeks ago, we was sharp and cutting, snapping at each other. After all we've been going through these past three months, you just get to the point like, stuff just starts coming out your mouth and saying stuff that ain't got nothing to do with her. I'm just mad because I'm tired. Amen. <laughs> tired of this. Yes. We're just tired, overwhelmed. Tired we were overwhelmed and tired of being overwhelmed. Yes. That's when you find yourself going, what you looking at me for? Why you say it? Why you say it like that? That's what starts arguing. Start getting irritated about everything. Chew with your mouth closed. Why you Irritated about everything. Just scraping the, your teeth with a fork. <laughs> now, do you know where that's coming from? It's not about what they're doing. You're overwhelmed by so many other things that every little thing starts bothering you. And what we're saying to you, people of God, when it gets like that, something else is going on. Recognize something else is going on. You're hurt about something. You're worried about something. Mm -hmm. You're scared about something. Mm -hmm. You're still angry about something. And it's not the person in front of you. Mm -hmm. It's the circumstance, the situation. So yeah. would you allow right now, some, some of you while I've been talking, you've been reflecting back to different things that have happened. So I just sense the Holy Spirit right now saying, let's just stop now. And even in this moment, just close your eyes right there where you are you. as you're remembering things that happened, things that were said, people that you have lost. Uh, thank you, Lord. As you're just sitting here in this moment realizing that that's what it is, I just, I'm just allowing the Holy Spirit to say, this is what you're upset about. You're mad at your mom about this. You're mad at your dad about that. You're angry with God about this. Get, get to the bottom line. I'm, and the Holy Spirit is bringing it up. He's bringing he's it up. He's showing you what it is. He's speaking to you what it is. Thank you, Lord. So now this is where we go back to my mountain analogy. <laughs> Since the mountain's not out there somewhere, the mountain is now inside now. Now he's saying, God, be my strength. Be the mountain. Be the strength that I need. Because I can't fix this. I can't just get over it. People always say that. You need to just get over it. Just be honest with God. Say, God, yeah. I can't get over it. I need your help. And I receive your help. Thank you, Lord. I receive your help. I receive the peace. 
have received the strength. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And Lord, now where the where the hurt, the anger, the pain, where there is a wound, where there's been a cutting and a tearing, and it's emotional, it's mental, um, it's spiritual. Now as an authority, as a as a spiritual authority, we speak to this place of woundedness and command it to be healed in Jesus' name. The tear that's there, the broken heart. I speak the healing of God to that brokenness, that broken place, that torn place, that wounded place. Thank you, Lord. Lord, you orchestrated this meeting. You know, we didn't plan to talk about this. This wasn't even on the agenda. But Lord, this is a these are this is a great, very special assembly assembly of people. You have great plans for each and every one. Lord, I thank you for these children, and I thank you for your great plans. I want to say to each one of your children, you are not a mistake. You're not a mistake. God, God planned for you to be here, even if your parents didn't. God planned for you to be here. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Thank you, Lord. And you mean so much to your parents. You mean the world to them. I don't even know how to put that in words. You mean the world to them. They only want what's best for you. They only want what's best for you. Thank you, Lord. So, Lord, I thank you for setting up this moment. You just join me there just and laying hands upon you. If you don't mind, we just want to pray for you guys. Thank you, God, for your hand upon each yes, one of their lives. Yes, yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. For the special way in which yes. you have designed them. Yes, God. Each one of your personalities is unique. Uh, I need to say this to you guys. You don't have to try to fit in with other kids at school, with what they're doing, what they're saying. God made you uniquely you. Your gifts, your talents, your personality. Don't try to make it fit in with everybody else. God made you the way you are. You are outstanding. You are outstanding. And so if you try to be like everybody else, that's actually like taking a super bright light and trying to cover it up and make it dim like everybody else is dim light. Amen. You don't ever have to do that. Yes. God made you bright, yes. explosively bright. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, so, Lord, I thank you for guiding them in their education. Thank you for bringing the right instructors, the right teachers, even the right friends into their lives. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. So that the plan that you have. Yes. <laughs> for them. Yes. Yes. Thank you, Lord. For the great plans that you have for them, they will be fulfilled. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Wow. And I just sense the Lord just saying, don't let any fear of the plans and the attacks of the enemy even drive you. 
Let the peace of God mm -hmm. be upon you. God's got God brought you here today to say he's got it. Your life is not out of control. There are things that are out of your out of your control, but your life is not out of control. God has you. Wow. Thank you, Lord. So Lord, we speak to this feeling that comes upon her where it feels like it's just out of control, like a whirlwind. I said, no, that's not it. Your life is in the hands of the Lord. <laughs> in fact, I hear the Lord saying, yeah, it is a hurricane all around you, but you know about that thing they call the eye of the hurricane? That right there in the middle, <laughs> it's called. So though, even though everything all around her is swirling, like the hurricane or like the cyclone, thank you that you have placed her right in the center where there's your peace. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So I every circumstance and situation that has driven you, there's been certain things that have driven you into decisions that you regret now, but we break the hand and the influence of regret off of you, for there is no condemnation that's upon you. There's, there's no condemnation. God's not condemning you. He's just simply saying, come on. <laughs> Surrender all. Life, heart, soul, mind, everything, future, education, expectations, all to him. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I thank you for you literally walked her into this into this message. <laughs> thank you, Jesus. So that you would know God heard your and he has answered you very specifically according to your cry. Mm -hmm. Things that you just said to him last night, even today, God heard your cry. So he sent you here just so that you would know he heard you. And I don't know what's been your exposure to different pastors and ministries and all of that here in Harrisburg. We're not saying this to you because we want you to join our church. I know pastors do that. They come pray for somebody because the ultimate goal is to get you to join a church and be in a ministry. Nope. Don't have, even if we never, ever see you again, the word of the Lord is still the word of the Lord. Amen. So say that to you because this isn't a manipulative effort to try to get you to join this ministry. Nope. Thank you, Jesus. Does God love you? So he sent you to hear a word that was tailor made just for you. No strings attached. Nothing. We expect nothing of you. You don't have to get you don't have to get an offering here, no money here. You don't have to come here. Because that ain't what it's about. God heard your cry. So he sent the word. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, so that you would know it was him and not these people. So, Lord, I thank you for fulfilling your word and your promise to her, even from her childhood. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for fulfilling your promises to her. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. God, I thank you for bringing her out of the maze. Yes. You run into so many dead ends. So many dead ends. God, will you trust it and went in certain directions believing people 
and you always ended up with the dead end, always ended up with the shard end, always ended up being the one being burned. Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And so that's why this word comes to just trust the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, the word of God says. And lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. That's what we were saying, you know, at the beginning of this meeting. I'm making him the priority. I acknowledge you, and I trust you, Lord, to direct my path. The steps of a good man, the word of the Lord says, are ordered by the Lord. And he delights in his way, delight in the way of the Lord. And though you fall, though he falls, the Bible said, he will not be cast down. That word cast down means destroyed because the Lord upholds him with his hand. So Lord, I think he's upholding her. You've had lots of stumbles, lots of falls, and lots of people pointing the finger at you. The very same people who you trusted and they were a part of causing your fall, then turn around and pointed the finger at you. And so the Lord says, I uphold you with Thank my hands. Thank you, Lord. So Lord, I thank you for providing everything that she needs and must have. Everything from employment to income to support and health to education to just everything that she needs. We call it forth for her out of your riches and glory. Thank you, Lord. Let her be to the point where she lacks nothing. Lacks nothing. In Jesus' name. That is good. Because everything you don't even know, all that is so true. The devil was trying to talk her out of church this morning. I went in my prayer closet this morning, and I said, God, he said, it's your will. She got. She has to come to church. And my daughter right here said, Mommy, you going to church with me? And I'll be honest, I said, Yes, I am. I'm going to she was snapping before that. I was going to snap. I'm not sure. She was snapping, just That's like you were saying. Yes. <laughs> he knew, even for us to tell you. No strings attached. I told her, I said, sometime you go to church today. Wow. Thank you, Lord. Come on, bless the See why the Lord told us to come out these buildings? <laughs> yes, sir. I know. Amen. That's just, just how it is. Because it's, it's, it's just the atmosphere that made that. There, I won't say everybody needs this, but, but there for some of us, for what we've been through, I, I, I need this right now in my life. Yes. I need to be in a house, in a more intimate setting, where I can hear from God. Yes, um, I'm not saying one's better than the other, but I just know that even in, like in the world, the medical field, you know, intensive care is different from, I think that the next stage up, they call it after intensive care, and then before they put you in a regular room. And so intensive care, yeah, they call it step down. Intensive care, then step down, and then they put you in a regular room. And so same way with church. So for some of us, we need intensive care, which is just me, the doctor, and family. Only family can come visit when you in ICU. Not everybody. Then when they go to step down, 
you get to choose who yeah. can come see you. That's right. That's true. That's right. And then they put you out on the regular room, and then anybody can come, but you still there are family members who you can still they can still block and say. And then they send you home, and then you may have home care. Yeah. Mm -hmm. but, but it's a while before you get back into. Yeah, that's you it. Know. And so for some of us, we need ICU. Yes. Amen. And, and I keep pointing to Pastor Madden because we were in buildings mm -hmm. and trying to make it happen in a building. But mm -hmm. as people were coming, everybody that came needed ICU. Right. Yeah. And it's like God was just pulled us on out. Come on. Yeah. Now set up an ICU. Because <laughs> that's who I'm sending you. I'm sending people who have been deeply injured. Mm -hmm. Not just hurt, injured. Yes. 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 Wounded. Wounded. Yes. 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 Or have some terminal disease. We hate using that word, but it's just true. Some of us, there are disease that we have. It's terminal. Mm -hmm. And God says, I need to put you in the most intense care so I can give you the medicine mm -hmm. that you need. Amen. 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 Thank you. Yeah. Come on. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. that will be there for you not just in prayer but advocating God I thank you for putting advocates in her path advocates for housing advocates for car advocates somebody to speak on your behalf for everything that you need for every situation every issue thank you Lord thank you Lord God has heard your cry that you feel so alone but God, I hear him saying, but I am here. I'm that mountain from within. And he hears your special request. And he will grant it. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. But he's preparing you. He's preparing you. He's healing you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And like I said earlier, it's not that you quote, just get over the loss, but God wants you to be healed yes. and yes. healthy. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. If I can be so bold, uh, uh, God don't want you in a rebound relationship. Thank you, Lord. The right one, the right time. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, so that you can flourish. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. There is a verse of scripture that comes to our mind, John, the 15th chapter. A lot of people have misquoted this scripture and said, uh, you know, I'm the vine, you're the branches. Any branch uh, that is not bearing fruit the, in the King James, I think it says it, take, it cuts it off or, or takes it away or cast off. And that's because they, and they misinterpreted that Greek word. Actually, that scripture means any vine that's not bearing fruit he lifts it up and ships it to a different position on the trellis so that it can bear fruit. Yes. God says you're in the midst of a trellis shift. Uh -huh. 
You can say, God, I'm not fruitful like I used to be. I'm not flourishing like I used to be. Um, God said, I, I'm just shifting you. <laughs> It'd be uncomfortable because you're used to growing a certain way. You're used to living a certain way. You're used to, you know, I go to work at this time. I come home at this time. I go shopping at this time. There's a certain pattern the way that you're used to living. And God says, I'm shifting you. So all this thing that you've been comfortable with, <laughs> God says, it's me making it uncomfortable. Because I'm preparing you for him, them. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Because you're going to have to be at the right place at the right time. Thank you, Lord. And that won't come if you try to stay in your comfort zone. <laughs> so just trust him. That's right. Trust him. Oh my God, I don't feel like it. I'm always used to doing this. I'm used to doing that. But I feel you pulling me out of my routine. And yes. say, God said, yes, because it's a new time. You've entered a new season. Thank you, Lord. Part of it is part of your healing process. So embrace the new. The words uncomfortable, embrace the new. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I thank you for this light. This yes. precious, precious Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your hand being upon her. You don't see it, but you are uh, the, you are a highly favored woman. Thank you, Lord. You don't see it, but your personality is outstanding. Amen. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> thank you, Lord. You're, you're precious. You're a precious jewel. Thank you, Lord. And just, you can't, how do they, uh, my wife used to work in a jewelry store. You can't just, I guess you could just put any jewelry, a jewel into any ring setting, any, not, yeah, but no. but it won't work. No. So there's a particular setting that God is preparing you, Jewel, to be in. Thank you, Lord. If you just put it in anything, it would... Yeah, that's not the right setting. And some of you are real picky about that things like that, a diamond or a sapphire, sort of going in the right setting. And imagine how God is. Yes. If I made you a certain way, there's a certain setting that I gotta put you in. Yes. Thank you, Lord. So let Him prepare you for the new setting. Yes. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, Lord. Lord. Come on, bless the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Wow. Awesome. This is really for everybody. Just lift your hands, everybody, all over the room. Well, we don't know why you took this conversation this way, but we trust you yes, that for every unresolved, loose string, things that still haven't been tied together quite right, thank you, Lord, for settling it thank and you, resolving thank you, it. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Be real. I just feel like saying that. Be real before God. Don't even see yourself with your hands lifted up. It's not the Christian carol, but right now, in your imagination, just see yourself with your hands lifted up to God. Yes. Thank you, Lord. And I love how people use their imagination. Imagine his light shining down upon you. Amen. Just tell the Lord, Lord, just, just solve it, resolve it. I'm not going to hide it anymore. The things that I don't even know how to put into word, I trust you. I don't have the words for it. But I just know that in some ways I'm still angry, I'm hurt, or I'm frustrated. So I just trust you, Lord, with your light shining on me to find that thing 
that issue. Thank you, Lord. I'm not going to try to hide when I'm acknowledging I'm in your light. <laughs> Let it shine on me. Reveal it to me, Lord. And I trust you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 to say that to you over the next few days, weeks, maybe even months. God's just going to bring certain memories back and as he does, don't tuck it away and push it back. Just go ahead and sometimes the word that we use my wife and I were professional life coaches so sometimes the word we use is go ahead and explore it. So, but I don't want to relive that moment. Go, go ahead. Because when, when God brings it up, he's bringing it up at a time in your life where you are actually able to deal with it. So allow him to allow God to take you through that experience and listen to him as yeah. he's because he's going to talk to you. He's going to give you insight yeah. um, and sometimes instruction. Yeah. You're not just reliving it just to go through the pain all yeah. over again. Mm -hmm. uh, he's going to give you his point of view as to what happened. He's, yeah. you, and, and again, like I said, he'll give you insight even about what happened. Give you truth, his viewpoint. With truth is his viewpoint. Mm -hmm. yeah. Amen. Amen. You know, a lot of people have their own truth. <laughs> Everybody's saying that now. Live your truth, but I don't want to live my truth. My truth is limited to what I perceive and what I've experienced. I want to live by God's truth because He covers all the variables. He knows. Everything that impacted that situation, mm -hmm. everything, uh, the lives that came into that situation, why they responded the way that they did in the situation. He knows mm -hmm. we don't. We just see what happened and mm -hmm. responded in that situation. Mm -hmm. But he knows and he knows how to bring healing to us. Can't wait to get together again. I'm already excited about next month. Amen. <laughs> and every month that we get together, expect it to be another layer of healing. Amen. Just come expecting God to, to bring me into more revelation and understanding of who you are. Uh, the things that happen to us, y'all, especially when they happen at a young age, five, six, seven, ten years old, you're remembering those things from the standpoint of how old you were then. Mm -hmm. So when God brings it to you, back to you, now that you're an adult, that's one of the big things that's going to, you're going to see that's going to be different. Now I'm able to look at it from God's point of view and from where I am in my life now. You don't have to suddenly revert back to being 10 or being 5 when it happened, because then you were helpless. There's nothing you could do about it. You're not there anymore. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Lord. Isn't this good, y'all? Amen. 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 Amen.